Today we are here with Kelly Nuthstein, Dean of Campus Life and our Title IX coordinator here at Campbell. And we also have Tori Weaver with us. She's a therapist at the Counseling Center and a licensed professional counselor. And they are here in the midst of this coronavirus unprecedented time at Campbell to tell us a little bit about um, student isolation and what uh, social isolation does to the brain and how we can work on students' mental health even when they're not on this campus. Just ways that Campbell can help them, essentially. So thank you guys so much for coming on the podcast. And could you guys start just by giving us a, a little bit of a, a groundwork here of what we're looking at and why this could be an issue for our students? Yeah, so we know, we know from statistics already um, nationally that Students this age, and we're talking about the iGen population, you know, the Generation Z, um, and those are students that were born after 1995, so that's kind of our primary population here at Campbell. Um, we know that they already struggle with social isolation. Um, they, they tend to isolate themselves in their homes, and they, they're connecting more so with their, um, with their devices. They're texting, and they're on Instagram and social media. We call that new media. They're doing that more so than connecting in person, and this is more so than any other previous generation that we've seen. So they're already socially isolated, and we know that this social isolation leads to decreased mental health. It leads to increased feelings of not feeling worthy. It leads to not feeling like people are in your corner. You know, some, some statistics say that, you know, students, even when they're in person with people, they feel like the people they're with are not necessarily with them, wow. and they feel like they're not connecting with the people that they're spending time with. So we know this about them already, and now in the midst of this crisis, um, and now we're, we're telling them to isolate yeah. on purpose, and they're really struggling with that, and I think we're really concerned about what that's going to continue to do to their mental health throughout all of this and not having a timeline of what that will really look like for them. And we know too um, from data that 66% of Campbell students that were coming into the counseling center were coming because they felt socially isolated. So we know that majority of our students were already struggling with this. Um, and our concerns in campus life and counseling is under that branch of cam um, campus life is how do we engage with our students virtually now, whether it be for to engage with them to make sure um, that they're not feeling anxiety or depression or that social isolation doesn't um, increase more, but also, you know, academically and to make sure that they are getting their work done and getting it done effectively, but how do we engage with them while they're away from us and then perhaps engage with them differently when they return to us? Right. We were talking a little bit before we pressed record about how it's one thing to choose to isolate yourself, to say, oh, I have this device that'll do all my interactions for me, so no worries, and it's another thing to be told, actually, don't leave your home. Um, so, Tori, you were talking a little bit about when you're told to do something, right, how it's right. like a slightly different situation. Yeah, n nobody likes to be told what to do, you know, so yeah, if they're choosing to isolate themselves, they're not really missing what's out there. They're not missing going places and spending time with people because they have the choice to do it and they're just not doing it. And now it's kind of like a situation where you don't know what you've got till it's gone and now we're being forced to do this. We're being told we have to stay inside and now these feelings of isolation and missing friends and family and feeling disconnected and feeling lonely are just so heightened. And the idea of not having an end date for that, we don't know when this is going to end. You know, we, we, we have people telling us when they think it might end, but nobody knows that for sure. And so that, I think that's adding to a lot of the anxiety for our students and for everybody really, just right. not knowing when things will go back to normal and what will normal look like when it does go back. Definitely. Um, I uh, 
have no idea what people this age think anymore. <laughs> wow. That's like... <laughs> you really socially distanced yourself. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. So I'm, I'm coming at this um, from another generation. I'm 43. I'll throw that out there. Uh, a very healthy 43, by the way. No. Um, okay. So I'm 43, and I think back to my high school days and my college days, and it was very social because we we did not have the devices that allowed us to um, to go into our own worlds with this. We had to be social, even if you didn't really want to be, if you were, you know, you, you felt like you were always in social situations. And um, so I, my, I'm struggling with this a little bit because I'm thinking maybe students are a little better prepared for this now, but are you saying, <laughs> but, are, but because they stick to their phones so much or they stick to their devices, but are you saying that, um, that they're having a, maybe a more difficult time because, uh, I, I would say maybe it's a catch-22. You have your devices that allow you to isolate yourself, but you're constantly following people, mm -hmm. and you're staying, it's social media, so you're staying socially connected with them, and now everybody is being told you can't go out and do all these things, and so maybe it's more difficult today to have to go through something like this? I think it's hard to determine. I think the, paint, the point that we're trying to heighten is that we know that the more time someone looks at a screen, the more likely they are to report symptoms of depression and anxiety. Yes and then coupled with the unknown piece, that's where we know that our anxiety numbers are heightened. Um, so are they more prepared for it? I think it's harder to, <laughs> to say. Um, I guess in that sense, it's probably not gonna have the same withdrawals. Um, but then you also have to think, even when they were on our campus, even if they are socially isolated, we also know that on average, this generation spent nine hours a day on the phone, which is just mind blowing. But still they were having to go to class and they were having to have those forced pieces of connection. Whereas for some of those people that might disappear right. here mm -hmm. for a minute. So it's not about being prepared or what they're used to. We know that that is bad for the body mental health wise, and that's bad physically mm -hmm. also to not have those human connections. So I think that's where our concern for our students comes from. And so we're barely four days, five days yeah. into this right now. And, um, but I imagine your your department and, and your people are very aware of that this is, could be longer, it could get even worse for students. So what are we doing as a university right now to maybe start reaching out to these students and uh, help them get through this? Yeah, so the Counseling Center, you wanna talk about what they're doing online and Yeah, absolutely. In? So all of Student Life is really starting to engage with students virtually. And it, it's funny because I think we spend a lot of time talking about how students of this generation spend too much time on their phones and they're on social mm -hmm. media too much. And now we're, we're really trying to connect with them on social media. But the difference being is it's purposeful. It's intentional connectedness. Um, and, you know, I have a quote here from Julian Holt Lunsted, who is a professor and researcher at uh, BYU. And she is she researches loneliness. And, you know, she had said, if you are passively scrolling on social media, you know, just kind of mindlessly scrolling, that is connected. She has research that says that is connected to increased mental mental health struggles. But if you are purposefully using social media to connect with each other and to make plans and to laugh with each other, you know, they're talking about maybe having watch parties of shows and things and you're doing that on purpose. Those are things that we can be doing to help students connect virtually even when they can't actually be together right now. 
So Student Life, instead of just like, yeah, we want to increase our social media posts in those pieces, but not just have like static information, making sure that at least once a week, if not two or three times, we having what we call engagement posts. So where we are going to do a poll and you answer something or we request from students, show us, you know, what does your Campbell bedroom look like? Who has yeah. the best Campbell spirit? And then we'll highlight some students trying to do virtual contests. I know um, student involvement is already talking about doing like gaming, virtual gaming competitions, yeah, yeah, things that. that we already do on this campus programming wise, but doing it virtually. Um, counseling Center will have ways and opportunities that students can still call in and get screening or talk to a counselor. Um, I know Spiritual Life is doing so many pieces. They're looking at doing virtual small groups and Bible studies that you would connect, like kind of FaceTime with a group of four or five people. So there are things that we are gonna step it up a notch to still make sure that we are engaging with our students and giving them those opportunities. It's, it's really been amazing um, in such a short time. What I've seen for my children, I have children who are still elementary age, um, but you'll have theater teachers that are now doing um, virtual uh, music lessons with them, and you'll have um, You'll have uh, my kids watched a uh, tiger feeding at the tiger um, oh. at the tiger uh, rescue center in Pittsburgh. They fed them chicken, and my, my children watched it happen live. Um, already, all these all these learning opportunities are, are happening for for children, and uh, I know for maybe college students, these opportunities are coming as well. And so, um, so what you're saying is this is really important right now because it's purposeful. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I have a question about how to engage with that sort of thing as an adult. <laughs> I don't know. We've only been at this for four days, and for me, the first three days were absolutely fabulous. I felt like, oh, yes, this is a break. Um, and then it does start to kick in, and I, I really, a lot of the stuff that you're reading statistically, it surprises me, but it resonates with me, because I was just scrolling Facebook, I think it was last night, and I was thinking there are two extremes here. I see posts that are all my teacher friends, musician friends, sharing their setup. So they say, oh, I'm doing my first online lesson today. I'm like, okay, this is so monotonous. Like, if I see another first lesson program, I'm going to throw up. And the other extreme is people's absurd conspiracy takes on what is happening here, and I just can't take it, and I didn't want to be on it anymore, and it's my job. So what are ways that adults and professors um, can reach out to each other during this time, or is there anything that Campbell is doing um, for its faculty? So, yeah, the Counseling Center is open, you know, like as Kelly mentioned, we're going to be open as, as long as there are students on campus. We, we are open if you need to come in person. Um, if Less students, um, yeah, so, but we are really encouraging, like, we're moving towards this virtual serving of students as far as phone check-ins with a therapist. Um, if you're somebody that already goes to the Counseling Center and you want to continue to meet with your therapist, you can call them or you can call our main number and we'll provide all that, um, you know, at the end, all that information. You can call our main number and, you know, we'll be set up to speak with your therapist if you've never spoken to a therapist but all of this is really stressing you out you can still call in and somebody will be there to support you um, and then as far as for faculty and staff you know we are absolutely open to doing it we're you know trying to keep groups very small but like if you if we still have RDs and CAs on campus yeah. that are trying to support the students that are here you know so we're open to them and you know to the faculty and staff like residents life can't leave health workers <laughs> can't leave you know so we're trying to support them in any way we can as far as if 
if that's you need a place to come and vent or we're providing yesterday we packaged up some coloring books and materials to send to the students that are in quarantine right now so we're trying any way we can to just provide support and you know again with that social media posting like we're going to be posting like in you know one day we might post something inspirational the next day it might be something educational or some of the resources you can connect to there's a lot of like we'll provide links for you to go on and there's theater you can watch um, online and sporting events you can well, game I guess you can't watch sports online right now but um, things you can interact with yeah that's what my husband's been doing watching like World Series from past years I'm just like how are you watching this again <laughs> I think for faculty and staff too um, there are so many pieces of Campbell, I mean, I just know Zoom is like a free app mm-hmm. that people can use, but we also have an, a platform, I think it's WebEx, where you can do online meetings. With a lot of my staff is working from home right now, and so it's important to me, not to micromanage them, but help them transition and mm-hmm. connect, because I know that that is hard. Um, so I've kind of said for the first week, maybe two weeks, and I don't know how long, you know, we'll be in this position, but that I want you to do a daily check-in with me, like in a written form, but at least two to three times a week. I want to see your face and FaceTime you, and we're going to do like a a meeting that way. So at least we still feel connected, and you're seeing people, and you feel like you're a part of our community um, that you spoke about. I've also, one of the things as Dean of Campus Life that's been under me is kind of caring for, and I don't want to say in charge of, but um, coordinating the pieces for our students who are in quarantine. and you know, making sure we get meals delivered in pieces, but the as I've checked in with all of them, it's interesting how you're seeing them. Those are people who are in extreme kind of isolation pieces. <laughs> and so a lot of times it is, it's like they just want to feel, they don't really need anything. They yeah. just want to feel that people care for them. And so that's why we're trying to do like little care packages yeah. that we drop off with the meals and just little things to make sure that they know we do care for you um, and we know that it's hard, but it's, it I mean, will end. <laughs> I feel like they're, I mean, can't help it demonize anyone yeah. who's in quarantine right now. I'm really glad that that's part of your job description and that they are being cared for. So Campbell, unfortunately, did have a positive uh, uh, COVID-19 case here on campus with a student. Um, are you getting any uh, feedback from students of, about maybe rational or irrational fears of, of that because it happened here? Are you getting any of that yet? I haven't gotten any of that, to be quite honest. Most of what I've gotten is students freaking out because they don't want to go home you know students feel safe here and you know we don't know what they're going home to all the time thankfully we have a lot of students that have very happy loving homes that they're going home to but that's unfortunately not the case for all of them you know I was running a small group at the time that we got the news that we were going to start sending students home and some of the faces on students in my room were devastated you know they were like I was already going to struggle going home for the summer let alone now and we don't know how long this is going to last they feel comfortable here students can take take on their own identity here you know might be situations where they can't be totally themselves at home so that's what they're struggling with and that's also you know my concern like when I go to sleep at night I'm thinking about those students that are home and I know they don't want to be I know home's not a great place for them to be um so trying to support them whether that's I'm still posting stuff on Instagram that I know that they're going to see and they're they're going to know that we're still here for them or they know that they can call and get a check-in with us um, so those are the pieces that are that I'm seeing more of I haven't heard any anything yet as far as um, you know irrational fears related to the virus itself and your, your college experience is only four years and right. you're seeing this with high school seniors and with college seniors 
specifically for the seniors, if we're going, if, if we're not going to come back this semester, we don't know that or not, but if we're not going to come back this semester, that's it that's for it. them. What do, you, yeah. what do you, what do you those tell those students? All the athletes, I mean, my husband is a baseball coach and he was a student athlete and I was an athlete and it's just, um, you know, the athletes here, I just can't imagine like your season just ending like that, you know, and for, yeah, even if you're, if you, even if you're a student, you're not an athlete, mm -hmm. it's just, you're, you're, it's just over and that, yeah just ending so suddenly like that. There is a grief piece there. You know, um, Brene Brown, who's a social psychologist that I follow, she did a live uh, podcast that I watched and she talked about how we need to let ourselves grieve this. We need to, yeah, we need to problem solve and we need to be smart and we need to be thinking about the future, but we need to give ourselves time to, to grieve this. Um, you're not being selfish because you're grieving, you're missing out on a social opportunity yeah, while people are dying, right? <laughs> It's okay to, to, to feel bad about yeah, that. Yeah, and she says, like, she, she says, I don't know if we're allowed to curse on here. She says, <laughs> she, she well, says, <laughs> we have a bleep button. <laughs> she, Brene Brown said, you're allowed to piss and moan as long as you're doing it with perspective. Okay. You know, so it's, it's you're allowed to, to we'll complain. <laughs> I saw a senior the other day walking across, and I knew that she was senior, and I said, how are you doing? Because understanding... Yeah, that she, and that's where she was. She's grieving that she says, I don't know what's going to happen, but she goes, I'm already feeling like I potentially may not be able to have the graduation experience that I thought I would. Mm -hmm. I think for her too, that she said, a lot of my friends have already left and knowing that I didn't really get to have closure with them yeah. of, I'm not sure I'm going to see them again this semester or year or when I ever will see them again, because a lot of them left and went yeah. halfway across the country. And so I think she feels that sense of, and she even said that she's struggling with her parents want her to come home, but she said, I'm not ready to go yet because she felt like by her leaving, she's not sure she'll ever get to come back and have that, that closure and that experience. Yeah. And she was grieving that yeah. piece and that yeah. loss. I feel that as a therapist, you know, I was working with students regularly and some that we had plans of what are we going to work on next and how I'm going to support you through this and we're going to get you ready to go home this summer where, you know, we had plans of what we were going to do together and now if they're seniors and they're not coming back, I don't know if I'll see them again. You and, know? and these seniors are heading into a world that may have severe unemployment rates. And, you know, this yeah. is, it, you get to think about just multiple levels of this. This is a, a scary time, I, I imagine. So I know a, a, most of our students are gone. We, we still have a few hundred here, who are still here on campus, but most of them are gone. And, uh, um, but we do have these resources for them to reach out to if they need to talk to somebody or if they need to find out more information. So uh, Kelly and Tori, please tell us um, how can students reach you best? So first and foremost, following us on our social media, on the Counseling Center, on, we are heavily using Instagram. And our Instagram is CU underscore counseling. And that's where you're gonna get our most recent updates about what's going on with our office. Um, and what we're encouraging students to do is, again, whether you're a already established client or whether you're a student that's never been in the counseling center but you just need someone to talk to, um, you can give us a call at our main number and that's 910-814-5709 and that will be um, picked up by our administrative assistant who will then um, ask you some screening questions. Um, you're you know, you're going to be asked about questions if, to, related to if you're feeling like you're in crisis. 
Um, if you are in crisis, like if you're if you're home and you're not on campus and you're feeling like you're in crisis, we're going to encourage you to go to your nearest emergency room or call 911 or your nearest behavioral health hospital um, because we can't necessarily help you with those issues if we're not here. Um, so that's if you're feeling like you're in crisis or if you want to hurt yourself or somebody else, you're going to need to present to your emergency room or a behavioral health hospital. Um, if you're just having you know concerns, stress, anxiety related to this or anything else in your life, you call that number and um, we'll get you set up to talk with one of our therapists. If you're already seeing a therapist, you can absolutely request who you'd like to speak with. Um, if you just wanna speak with anybody, we'll just get you um, connected with somebody as soon as possible, and we'll do like a phone check-in with that. And that's how we're gonna be doing that. We are on campus for the time being, you know, as long as students are here. If you do walk into, camp, into the counseling center, you'll also be screened, you'll be screened for those um, crisis questions, and then you'll also be screened for COVID questions. Um, you know, we want to know if you're experiencing any symptoms and, you know, kind of assess that to keep you safe and keep us safe. And then we'll give you recommendations based on the answers to those questions and um, meet your needs as best we possibly can during all of this time. And then to generally connect just with the student life aspect of Campbell, um, we are on Instagram as well, and it's Campbell Community. Um, I also, you know, encourage students not just with our two offices, but I know that career and other student success, academic, all have, you know, Instagram pieces. And if you look actually on the Campbell website, if you go to the top and click on students, and you can go to like all the different student life pages, we're doing, trying to get us everything up to date and all the virtual links. Um, even as something as simple as residence halls, I know we're in signups right now and our students are having to sign up. You can go to the residence life website part on Campbell and see actual virtual tours of the halls and the rooms that you maybe want to be in in the fall. Yeah, we're uh, we're in we're in uh, fifth year right now, trying to get all those videos <laughs> put together. So, um, but yeah, that's uh, um, it, it's definitely happening right now. So, uh, Tori Weaver, Kelly Nostein, thank you so much for joining us. Um, this is very important information. We will include the number. We will include um, all your social media links for people to contact you. And uh, we encourage students out there that if you are experiencing any kind of um, anxiety or any kind of depression or just you know anything that you feel like you need to talk to somebody, we have the resources here at Campbell University and people are uh, really very willing to help you. So thank you both and uh, good luck for the remainder of this quarantine. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> but thank you very much. Thank you. All right.